Welcome to The Voice of Retail. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada. Welcome to a special NRF Big Show 2022 bonus episode of the podcast, one of a series of exclusive interviews produced to support the show, the vendors, and the industry thought leaders heading into the new year. These bonus episodes all follow a similar format. First, we learn about my guests and the company they work for and what they're talking about to retailers at the big show this year. Second, based on their experience, knowledge, and conversations with retail clients, two starts and one-stop advice for retailers listening. And last but not least, where you can go to learn more. All right, let's jump right in. David, welcome to the Voice of Retail podcast, our special series of NRF Big Show bonus episodes. How are you? I'm doing well, Michael. Thank you. Glad to be back with you. Well, it's great to be back on the mic. Uh, you and I spoke last year. Uh, we had a great conversation and, and introduced ourselves. And uh, this year, I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm doing kind of a, a, a format episode. You're, you're actually my first, uh, my first interview uh, to support NRF, support you, and, and uh, all the ways that uh, you support the industry. So welcome. Um, let's jump right in. So tell us who you are, what you do, and a bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, David Wilkinson, I'm responsible for the retail business here at NCR. I've been supporting the retail business for a number of, you know, a little less than 10 years. I've uh, been in technology my entire career and just really enjoy supporting and serving our retail clients as part of NCR's overall business. As you know, NCR is a, a broader company. We focus on the technology to run the store, run the restaurant, and run the self-directed branch. And, and we have banking, retail, and hospitality customers. So we really think about ourselves as a consumer payments and, and platform company that allows us to, to serve all of those constituent groups in a way that really follows the consumer and how consumers use technology and how our clients and retail specifically use that technology to support that customer experience. Right on. And I'll refer back to uh, to the listeners and I'll post a link to it in the show notes. Our earlier discussion, as I said, we had a good fulsome discussion on on NCR and the background and the scope and scale. Very impressive organization. Right back to the original cash registers. And, and I remember last time we spoke, we we talked a lot about um, many things, but one of those was self-serve. And it's interesting timing, of course. We're in the midst, hopefully towards the end part of this latest uh, wave, which is really impacted a lot of restaurants, grocers, retailers' ability to staff. I mean, so I, I have to think that um, you guys have been working in the background on on some interesting things on uh, self-serve technology and some of the other technology. So what, what have you got working? And then we'll kind of get into get it into the two starts and one stop. So what have, what have you got in the tickle trunk or in the lab that uh, you're going to be talking about at NRF this year? Yeah, you're, you're right. So serve is a big part of what we do and you know obviously our market leadership and self-checkout is a is a springboard for us and mm-hmm. and you're, you're spot on the labor crisis as we like to call it around the world for all of our retailers in terms of whether it's wage rates lack of ability to get wages or or, or get workers or yeah. the requirement for, for more hours in the store so we're looking at self-serve across a couple of different categories and then we're looking at how do we integrate payments into that so obviously mm. Self-service, you know, the traditional self-service model where we're continuing to explore, but we're, we'll have some new computer vision self-checkout concepts to both not, o- not only look at the, kind of, we'll kind of look at the grab and go, we're, you know, doing some experimentation with that oh, yeah. and a lot of mm-hmm. conversations, but really thinking about the consumer journey and flow, looking at ways to help retailers combat things like shrink in the store or queuing in the store 
with using computer vision and then integrating integrating payments into that journey and then and then mobile as well. So we'll have some fun things to share with our platform enabled capabilities with things like our mobile shopping and store or our online, like in the grocery space, an online grocery ordering application that we that, that we you know we launched early or last year, I guess in January. And we're continuing to iterate on as well to create better in-store experiences that are started out of store at home and brought into the store and then completed there in the store physically. I guess there's there's two sides to the the narrative or the reality, I suppose, around whether it's self-serve or curbside or all the things that you're working on. On the one hand, there is the reality that, uh, listen, in the before time, it wasn't that easy to hire either and staff either. So it's not like it's a new problem. And, and many would say, you know, today it's particularly intense, but even going forward, you know, that, that challenge remains. So there's the, you know, how do we make customer experience great by making it, uh, I guess, efficient or self-checkout? But then there's the other side, which is how do you think through with so many now with the great acceleration shopping online and they're used to a lot, what would I say? A lot less friction. How do you, how do you guys think about less friction in technology and in, in your side of the business? The retailers must be asking you these things around, you know, how do, how do I solve for X? How do I make the self-checkout experience better? How do I, you know, talk, talk to me about what you're hearing from your clients around the world and, and how that's reflecting back into what you're, you guys are working on and thinking about. Yeah, sure. There, there are a couple of things that, that happen. I'll think about more. I'll, I'll speak first to the traditional, the way we think about self-checkout today as a, as a, as a lane replacement that a consumer would check themselves out. The biggest pain points there, of course, are the inability to scan interventions mm-hmm. and, and other uh, age-restricted items. So we're doing some things around mm-hmm. facial recognition and age recognition using computer vision and AI enabling the store manager or the, the associate manning a bank of self-checkout machines, more mobile access, either through wearables or a mobile tablet to clear interventions or make interventions. So they can serve multiple customers faster. So we're doing, we're doing some of those things. And then obviously through computer vision, helping them watch for things like shrink. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then beyond that, really, when I, when I think about what, we're having a lot of conversations around is how do you create an experience? Like you said, that's, that's got less friction and you think about more of an online shopping experience, but recreating that mm-hmm. in the store. And so it's really about understand knowing who you are when you come into the store. So it really becomes a, a platform data discussion. Do I know who you are? Do I know what you bought? Do I know about you? Do I have a stored form of payment? So having a, a consumer journey discussion with our clients around, you know, you could almost take all the friction out if, if you could identify a client either through the mobile device or if you wanted to use facial recognition as they come in the store, have a pre-populated basket, let them scan their own items mm-hmm. in the store, store payment, and they can leave. That's a very frictionless experience. And it's a very, that's a very real experience. It's not about retrofitting your entire store with cameras and computer vision and a bunch of edge compute. That's about using things that we have today yeah. to create a journey that is inclusive of, of their, of their customers. Now you and I were talking off Mike that unfortunately I didn't make or not making the trip down to uh, New York this year. If I was to walk into your, your booth today, your, your display, what are, what are the marquee things that, that I would see there that, uh, that you would point me to first? What would you, what, what would you show me first before all other, you and I had the hopefully next year, the pleasure of meeting yeah, in person. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the first thing we would talk about is 
the NCR run the store vision. So, you know, I think about we we're we're investing so that we can deliver a set of software enabled services so that retailers can have their outcome. And then we the, we'd quickly pivot from okay, run the store, we're making all these investments so you can focus on what you need to focus on to a to a picture and a hmm. immersion in our platform. Our NCR commerce platform becomes the hub to everything that we do. Once we get you connected to the platform, you can start to take advantage of the applications that we connect, attach, hang off via API. This the, you know, really just a, a set of microservices that we, we will enable all of these experiences through. So we would say, hey, let's get connected to the platform. The platform is where all of the investment goes, or at least the connections, and it allows third parties to connect. And you can take advantage of all the investment that's being made that you'll be that you'll be seeing an NRF from some of the startup companies and all these capabilities. You're not going to consume all of your innovation from one company or even build it all yourself if you're a retailer that is investing in technology, but you need it all to work together to create that yeah. seamless experience. And that's what we would talk about in the platform. And then and then honestly the, the way we would lay out our the framework of our of our footprint at NRF is really about outcomes, driving outcomes to the problems that you just described. How do I get better customer engagement? How do I get better efficiency of labor? How do I get a better checkout experience? So it's really all about and a set of outcomes that we're creating for our retailers and, and really less about a, a specific point product. And then we'd probably talk a little bit about the consulting that we can do to help you design that customer journey of the future or the store of the future or whatever that may look like. I've been having a lot of discussions with retailers. And, and uh, one of the questions I always ask in, I write a report, a quarterly report. And in the fourth quarter, I ask about capital spending for the next coming year. Cause I think it feels like to me, a leading indicator of both confidence and intent and, you know, over the past couple of years, it's been, you know, we're going to keep the powder dry, so to speak, or, you know, we're just, we just want to stay liquid. It feels like to me, and again, you're the perfect person to answer this. When I talk to retailers and just my vibe, so to speak, is that we're about to enter a, a bit of a super cycle of technology acquisition because we've, we've been, you know, I don't think there's been a massive amount of innovation happening over the COVID year. Everybody's just trying to just run the business, but it does feel like for a whole bunch of reasons that we're, we're going to enter in a, a, a super cycle of investment. Are you guys feeling that same, those same requests? Are you feeling that same, I guess, both enthusiasm and both necessity? Are you, are you seeing that in your, whether it's your book or business or at least the inquiries? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Both in the book of business, the inquiries and all of the research that, that we would follow. I, you know, I, I don't talk to any retailer that doesn't tell me that they're planning on increasing capital investment. When we talk about the the heart of what they have to do, they recognize they've got to modernize the technology mm-hmm. infrastructure to keep up with where consumers are taking them. And even when retailers did invest through the pandemic, when you had to scramble to get things like buy online and pick up in store yeah, yeah. up and running quickly, a lot of them did it in a way that was suboptimized. You yeah, know, they just had they, to stand it up, right? They just let's right. get this, let's get, get the good news is, you know, some decisions were made in in record time. The not so I guess the good news is we stood it up, but probably not it's probably not stood up in the way that um many CIOs would say is built for the future, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I all that to say I I agree. I think we are in for um a, a fair amount of spending and the uh, again most of who mm. who we follow and who we talk to are saying They've got to invest in in technology in the store, really with a, a out an eye for the outcome of creating a differentiated experience for the consumer. Right on, right on. All right, so here's my format question. Two starts and one stop. Advice to the retailers listening. Start doing these two things and 
if you were doing this, don't do it anymore. Or if you're thinking about doing this, we don't think it's going to work or whatever. So two starts, one stop advice for the retailers listening. Yeah, absolutely. The first, the first start is a little bit broader it is focus on differentiating your customer experience, your consumer experience. That is the hmm. real, the real battleground for, for all retailers. If they're not already doing that, they've, they've got to start. And that's really got three elements to it. I would tell you, it's got a data element to it. How do you get smarter and understand your customers and their preferences better? How do you create that online like shopping experience in the store? Because your store is your battleground and is your differentiator. And then having some form of integrated payments or thinking about payments of the future is the way, mm-hmm. the way I would think about that in terms of the overall customer experience. Those are the, the, that's going to be core to what, what's happening in the, in, in the transformation that we see. I would say the second one, it's it's modernizing, we just talked about it, modernizing the store tech to enable that differentiated experience. And that's really about how do we deploy things with an architectural blueprint and mind not technology on an island that leads to a set of dead ends that you know you're just creating a problem down the road. Like I said, some suboptimized investments were made as a knee-jerk to, to the pandemic for the right reasons to continue to serve the clients. I think we've got to, I would encourage retailers to think about fixing that because the te- the rate of technology deployed is just going to continue to increase. And if you're not taking an architectural approach, you will end up with a bunch of island investments that won't ever seamlessly blend together and you'll end up spending more money and it's harder to maintain. I, I like that. That's a positive word, island investments. I used to call it Frankenstein, you know, <laughs> patch something together and it all kind of works, but it's ugly. I like that island investments. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swipe that one from you. So that's fine. That's fine. No, it's just two words. There's no creative uh, trademarks on that. <laughs> uh, on the on the stop side, you know, I, I, I when I think about this, I'll, I'll phrase it in in a maybe an interesting way. I would say stop doing non-core activities. Labor is at an all-time premium, not only in the store, but at your at your headquarters in your enterprise. And, and we're really focused on, like I said, running the store, building a set of technology and services that allow you to run the store. So let us focus on running the store and you focus on being a really good retailer mm-hmm. and differentiating your consumer experience. I think g- gone are the days where, you know, as a retailer, you have a lot of freedom to focus on non-core because those are not going to differentiate you. The 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 competition is so fierce with the pure play e-com, the, uh, the demands on the experience in the store, the demands on availability of inventory, all the things that, that you have to do to be a really good retailer require a lot of energy. So focus on those and find good partners to help you focus on the non-core activities. Very good. All right. Last, uh, last question. Where can uh, folks uh, get in touch with you or keep up with uh, all the great things that you're building or thinking about and, and learn more? Yeah, I mean, the in the near term, come to NRF, where we always are. If you're used to seeing Top us, of the escalator kind of thing. Top of the escalator right you, there. You can't you. miss it. 70 by 70. 4918. Yeah, absolutely. And then if not, come to our website, uh, ncr.com. Uh, we will be, I know Eurosys got pushed out a little bit to the end of, of May, mm-hmm. I believe now we'll be at, we'll be at Eurosys. So, I mean, we're, we're just, we're in the, we're in the market. So the website's the best place if you're not at NRF uh, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we keep it up to date and keep all of our Beautiful. latest innovation out there for you. And, and you're a, you're a LinkedIn guy. You're on LinkedIn. If we, I am, people yep. want to connect. Thank Answer. you. LinkedIn is the yep. best 
kind of social platform to grab me on personally. Yep. Oh, wonderful. Well, listen, it was great, uh, great speaking with you. I mean, I wish, I wish, I was looking forward to meeting you in person uh, this year, but uh, we'll have to wait to another show or another year. But uh, next best thing, it's great to catch up, and, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be busy, and I'm sure you've got lots of great stuff uh, to showcase. So thanks again for joining me on The Voice of Retail. I wish you uh, future and, and uh, continued success. Perfect. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for tuning into this special episode of The Voice of Retail. If you haven't already, be sure and click and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so new episodes will land automatically twice a week. And check out my other retail industry media properties, The Remarkable Retail Podcast, Conversations with Commerce Next Podcast, and The Food Professor Podcast with Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. Last but not least, if you're into barbecue, check out my all-new YouTube barbecue show, Last Request Barbecue, with new episodes each and every week. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, president of Emmy LeBlanc Company and Maven Media. And if you're looking for more content or want to chat, follow me on LinkedIn or visit my website at emmyleblanc.co. Have a safe week, everyone. <laughs>